0: Hello and welcome to this week's Glass Tire Art Dirt, where we talk about topical art topics. I am Christina Reese,
1: and I'm Brandon Zek.
0: And uh, this has been a strange week, um, to say the least—an unprecedented week in uh, Texas history, and oh, national yeah. history, and poss- possibly, to some degree, world history. And things are unfolding very quickly. This is the week of. This is the week that coronavirus has basically shut down the nation, uh, including the state. And, um, that includes just in the last, you know, 24 to 48 hours. Most of our major museums are closing. They're not just canceling events. They're closing.
1: Yeah. We're actually, um, putting a timestamp on this one too. I think it's kind of necessary. We're recording this on of all, of all days, Friday, March 13th, um uh-huh. and we are just now actually starting to get in uh some more news about museums that are closing. So, uh just a little while ago I got an email from the Dallas Museum of Art that they are going to be closing. The Modern Art Museum of Fort Worth is also closing for the next uh 2 weeks basically. And this is kind of after uh yesterday on Thursday the 12th, we kind of heard from all of the major New York institutions, the Guggenheim, the Met, MoMA, Mm-hmm. the whitney that they were all shutting down of course right now right. at this specific moment in time uh, the cases in new york are a little more serious than the cases throughout texas but houston is starting to go on a little more of an alert uh, our rodeo in houston was canceled uh, a lot of major cultural events are being canceled in houston and also we're getting word uh, and we're for anyone interested we are our Updating a news post continuously with closures and postponements of uh, galleries, museums, institutions across Texas. But we're getting word that a lot of galleries are going appointment only, and some galleries are just kind of shutting their doors for now because this is, um, or at least it was recently declared a global health pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a pandemic, and and this uh, Texas Greg Greg Abbott, our governor, declared a state of emergency for the state of Texas a couple of hours ago, and then. Uh, the white house administration declared a state of emergency for the nation about an hour after that, (laughs) not because Texas did it, but it's just, everyone's in lockstep right now. Um, one of the major issues with this obviously is that the economy is tanking and people are not spending money. And even as, and normally when people stop dealing in the stock market, they start buying bonds. But this has been an extremely weird situation where people are not even buying things like government bonds and gold. Um, which is counterintuitive. So I think the knock on effect of the economy, is it's just going to be awful. It's going to be awful for everyone from the biggest museums down to the smallest nonprofits and even possibly, you know, just artist run spaces and art collectives.
1: Well, and it has a real impact on artists. Also, I know, uh, recently the Bayou city art festival, which is a major festival that happens, um, every spring and every fall in Houston, uh, the spring version was canceled because it was scheduled for the end of March and everything is being canceled a few weeks out at this point. And we received emails from artists because we're signed up on artists' email lists. And I know I received an email that was like, an artist saying this is where a lot of my income comes from in the spring. I kind of expect this because, you know, people have done this for years and they expect to sell a certain amount of art at this festival because it's just the way yes. it's always happened. Um, and an yes. unprecedented cancellation like this is going to deeply affect the artists and the people who you know even if people don't have money in the stock market or if you aren't super um invested in whatever that means it's it's going to kind of trickle down to everyone in a way and it's going to ripple throughout the community
0: yeah there won't be art fairs and i mean if if galleries can't go to art fairs and make and make that huge chunk of money that they make off of any art fair then they're gonna have to shut up galleries shut then artists aren't supported in that way publicly i was talking to um to the artist Sterling Allen about South by Southwest uh, shutting down, canceling. And he was talking about how when he was younger and his, you know, his college years and post-college years, a lot of artists he knew made a big chunk of money off of building stuff and doing stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for South by Southwest. I mean, it was a big part of their yearly income. I mean, we were just talking and this was days ago. We were talking about this, you know, um, last weekend. So. By now, uh, we're seeing this happen in every, every city. I, you know, um, one thing that we would like to do if for anyone who's listening is ultimately, and this is different from Hurricane Harvey and the kind of news that's going up and the, the way that it's going up on our site and others, what we would like to do is start building um, uh, a kind of a resource list. The resources have not really started flowing yet because cash is not flowing.
1: Yes. And one of the things, uh, I was actually talking to the people over at Fresh Arts, uh, a Houston-based organization, and they're putting together, so they postponed or canceled some of their uh, spring programming, but instead they're hosting online uh, webinar, interactive, Facebook Live, I think, type programs that are geared towards this. So they're responding immediately to the situation. Um, We're going to definitely be promoting everything that they're doing over there. And I'm sure other organizations uh, are popping up across Texas that we just might not know about yet, or that might even, they might not know they're doing something, but everyone is going to be responding to this kind of in their own way.
0: Yeah. I mean, everything, things will be pioneered out of this, of ways of interacting and dealing with this particular kind of catastrophe online and it, interestingly what is thriving and happening and still up and running is online um so you know whereas i and i wrote a letter from the editor that i put in the the newsletter two tuesdays ago which was that was when uh, i believe the louvre had shut and and that was the first museum to to close and i wrote you know looking at art online is now is about to become the thing and i i had written in 2018 a thing about artists feeling free to get off instagram if they don't want to be on instagram and i was saying i have a right to change my mind because now this is one of the ways we're seeing art that's being made right this second is via artists And galleries and museums putting the artwork up online.
1: Yeah, you know, everything lives out of its own time. Like when you wrote that piece about Instagram, I mean, there's a difference between having Instagram or having kind of a mitigating factor be something that prevents you from engaging with the world versus having online or having a mediating factor be something that actually allows you to live your life without getting a horrible pandemic. And being a part of the right. problem,
0: <laughs> yeah. And and as that you know, as as universities and schools uh, not only cancel classes or extend their spring spring breaks, but also say that they are going to finish out their semesters online with online classes rather than kids showing up to class. I mean, I think a lot of kind of uh, inventions are going to take place, and a lot of uh, sort of <laughs> uh, necessary psychological and mental and anxiety testing will take place. In terms of like what is effective, what works, what doesn't work, what is online learning like, and what you know what's effective for college students, what what doesn't work at all, and the same thing is going to happen for for art for
1: a while. Um, So, what are some of the progressions or the different ways of thinking or the kind of new ways of making art that you think we might see in the next month or two because of this? Not, of course, that's not necessarily the most important thing that's going to come out of this, but it will just kind of be an auxiliary thing because no matter what, artists are going to make art and they're going to respond to their environment. And if their environment is only their studio or their house right now, that's kind of a different way of working than being able to go to events when all of the events are canceled.
0: Yeah. um, I think, um, I, I think in Texas, we have such a kind of an interesting and unique, uh, set of living circumstances anyway. Texas. A lot of Texas artists already have their studios at their house, in their garage, in their an extra bedroom, at their kitchen table. Texas artists are used to making work at home, whatever home looks like, even if it's a compound. So some artists probably won't be terribly effective in terms of how they make art. It's the atmosphere outside of the house that has changed so drastically. Um, I actually kind of predict that smaller sort of artists run spaces and collectives will kind of be able to sort of keep on keeping on. Um, these are small gatherings anyway. There's word of mouth is still effective online. Um, you know, getting the word out about events online is still a thing. People will show up in you know the tens and twenties and thirties to go look at other people's art. I think Texas is already kind of good at this, is what I'm saying, especially in the bigger cities. You know, I know that I, I I'm most I'm most afraid for mid tier galleries and mid tier nonprofits mm-hmm. um places that are dependent on having Opening events and larger receptions, places that are dependent on um, a kind of a larger outreach that depends on larger crowds in order to, for their revenue to flow. I think ultimately because this is a contagious disease and because eventually it will play out and there will be herd immunity, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think the major museums in Texas and the world will do fine because people are going to get restless. And at some point, everyone is going to go out again and people are going to want to look at art and museums, of course, are a fantastic, you know, and main place to go do that. Uh, I am worried about the economy and commercial spaces, commercial galleries. Um, and some of them have so much money that they'll weather the storm. I don't really see, you know, Zwerner or Gagosian shutting down because of this.
1: Oh, no, these these museums and institutions and galleries that have endowments or that operate kind of on a different level aren't the spaces that will really be affected by this. Like you said, it is the kind of smaller tier nonprofits or the organizations that are, you know, month to month or even like year to year that will really have an impact. Because I mean, when you can't host a fundraiser and if you expect on that for the majority of your income, that becomes a problem. And the fact that the stock market is doing so bad, if you can't host a fundraiser, or even if you can host a fundraiser, but no one has the ability to give because they don't have any money. It's just it, it the amount that one little thing ripples throughout the community is kind of insane and it's all dependent on so many different factors too which is really hard because something like this touches so many different communities in different ways that there's no way to predict what's going to happen really
0: no, we don't know. We really don't know. And and how much money or how often people want to continue spending money on art is also very, very up in the air. Because as, as we know, art is a crucial part of a, a community and, a, and a, a place's existence. That doesn't stop just because something like this is going around. People still want to look at art. They want to talk about art. They want to think about art. They want to see new art. Um, I'm not worried about art being made or not being made. I just worry about the flow of money. Now, you know, in terms of markets, in terms of who's buying what and, and how they can show support of art or art communities, that'll all be changing too new models will be will emerge. I don't know what's going to happen to the art fair model in the next year or so. I don't know how long it's going to take for markets to bounce back. Of course, none of us know that. Uh, but I do th- I do think that there'll be some innovations, some interesting innovations that may crop up here in the coming months that will have some staying power. I think it's going to ch- I think it's going to shift the paradigm.
1: Well, I think the the kind of online viewing situation and Christina, we were talking about uh, museums that have their works online or like Google Art Project that allows you to walk through a museum. In the past couple days, I, I don't think they've advertised it as a specific connection or a cause and effect with the coronavirus but i've seen a a lot of galleries pushing their digital viewing rooms and i believe the armory show has a digital viewing room component um and just i'm wondering if galleries will try to migrate you know galleries of course that have the ability to put together some sort of digital viewing room or even like an online exclusive show on artsy or you know the various ways that galleries will try and get people into their digital online space
0: yeah the the policing system for the consensus about like who who gets to show and who gets seen and how it's seen and for what audience that's going to change and so instead of it being a fair that you actually walk into it'll be an art fair that's online that's still hosted by say the armory or freeze or whatever and they're still picking and choosing what they put up on their their virtual art fair website So, you know, again, that's Ah, it's so it's this is such a depressing topic because we love to go look at art. We want to go see it in person. And I think uh, but I do think that by appointment will be a huge thing for most galleries uh, for probably the next uh, six months to a year. People will go and they'll make individual appointments and they'll go into private viewing rooms or what was was once a public gallery will now be essentially a private viewing room. Um, and they'll have probably they'll host much smaller events that are probably invite only, you know, where only 10 or 15 people show up. I, you know, I, we're we'll see. Mm-hmm. I understand also that various museums and nonprofit institutions are scrambling right now to get more of their artwork online. Um, they're kind of figure, and most of them may have already been in the process of doing this. They're just rushing mm-hmm. it through at this point.
1: Well, you know, when normal operations shut down. It kind of provides a staff or you know, anyone who works for a company a unique opportunity to focus on something they may not have been able to focus on otherwise. So we might see a little bit of the kind of weird ideas or oddball projects coming out of nonprofits or institutions or uh, galleries that we wouldn't see if it was business as usual.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly difficult to not worry worry terribly about the staff of these various institutions. I mean, as they cut down the skeleton crews, oof, you know, uh, I mean, employment, I think it's going to be rough across all sectors. So, mm-hmm. um, that'll be true in the art world as well. But artists, man, artists are, are resilient, stubborn, interesting people, and they are survivors.
1: We know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of wrapping up so far we've of course seen the closure and the postponement of many different things we actually haven't mentioned by name but the dallas art fair has been pushed back from april to october and that kind of has to do some we would think with the international uh, travel ban over the next 30 days um but we've been keeping a big running list of all of the closures and all of the uh things that are being affected by the end of uh Today, the day we're recording this, Friday the 13th, probably many institutions and galleries will have messages on their own websites. We're going to keep uh, updating with any of the major closures. Like if a major museum in a city closes, uh, we'll keep you informed on that. Or if a major...
0: A Texas city. Yes.
1: uh, Or if a major Hallmark event cancels, we'll do that. If you want to go see any um, private galleries... Email them, call them, check their website uh, because I'm yes. sure they would. They might be happy to see you, but uh, you need to do that on a case-by-case basis. And more importantly, think of yourself and think of uh, all the people that you may or may not want to be around in this situation and right. don't spread the coronavirus.
0: Yeah. Don't spread it. Uh, you don't know you have it, uh, but don't spread it. There are a few things that will still happen this weekend. We know that. Um, so there may be a few events here and there take a look at the listings. Yeah. And as Brandon says, look at their individual websites or call them or look at your email inbox. If you are subscribed to these various galleries,
1: um, but please don't spread it.
0: But yeah, but but please don't spread it. We at Glass Tire, since we are online and have been since our inception in 2001, we, of course, are going to be up and running. We will be still running good content. I've got great features coming in by great contributors. Uh, Some of them are reviews. So this is a good way to see a show without going out to see a show. Uh, And we're going to stay on top of this as much as we can. And our spirits are with you all. Um, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another Art Dirt
1: yeah hopefully not about the coronavirus this time although who knows
0: hopefully not alright with that we're not going to say go see some art as in go get in your car and go you know walk around a crowded place but definitely (laughs) get online and see as much art as you can and stay in touch with your friends and family and loved ones
1: stay safe, wash your hands look at art
0: look at art